Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. You're very welcome to Thursday Afternoon's Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. We're still looking for you to tell us who you would invite to dinner. Anybody in the world, somebody famous, a sports star from the entertainment world, wherever, a family member who's abroad, invite them to dinner. If you were to invite them to dinner, what would you rustle up for them? What would you cook for them? And uh, tell us why you'd invite them and what you'd cook for them. Because you see, today on Late Lunch, thanks once more to Cash and Carry Kitchens in Navin. We were there on Tuesday in their brand new showroom at Beachmount Home Park. It's absolutely magnificent. Give them a shout. They've special offers on for the month of January. First 23 kitchens for 2023 gets 500 euro off the new kitchen you can also find out more on uh, online cashandcarrykitchens.ie to book a free design appointment they've given us a 100 euro one for all voucher to give away to one of you this afternoon who would you invite to dinner why and what would you rustle up for them 086 658 whatsapp or text us now or send us a voice note and we'll give you a call before the end of the show and anyone who's told us already you're fine you're in there already you stand by as well it could be you this afternoon now we're heading to Trim for our first guest today and she is Garda Adele Dugdale who's based at Trim Garda Station hello Adele hi how are you I'm really good thanks for joining me on the show what a story this is take us back two days before Christmas tell our listeners how this drama unfolded please yeah so there was myself and my colleague uh, Grace Murray so we were in the public office in Trim and um, I was trying to get my files done before the side of Christmas. And I was chatting to Grace with the photocopier. And in our public office, where in the top right-hand corner, if you can just imagine, we have a monitor which has CCTV in it. So it allows us to see who's outside in the public office waiting to be served. So I heard the door opening and this lady, and um, a young child about the age of six, walked in the door and the lady was carrying something in her arms. And I just remember turning around to Grace and saying, there's something wrong, she's a baby, there's something wrong with that baby, there's something wrong with that baby. So ran out around the corner and out into the into the foyer of the public office and I'll never forget it, there was a, a lady there, she was so distraught and she just, she was a foreign national lady and she had, she had good enough English but she just kept saying, my baby's lips are blue, my baby's not breathing, my baby's lips are blue. So I just grabbed the baby off her as quick as I could, ran back inside, Grace rang the 909 for the emergency services and um, I just started, like, like she, she, this baby was only three months old. She was so tiny to look at, like, really tiny. She'd be lost in your arms. Mm. I just remember just having to, like, push down on her chest because she just wasn't responding to me. And I was, I, you just you just panic because, you know, this is one of those situations where you're trained for 
down in Templemore all your life and you just think that you never you're you're lucky to think that you're never going to need it. And I'm thirteen years in the job and I've never had to use it. But at this stage I was like, right, okay. And I think all the training that you do just kicks in and I just knew that I had to get this baby back. So like you're just rubbing at the chest but you're so conscious and so nervous to damage the baby because her bones aren't even formed yet. She's so fragile, this little dot like so with that then she the eyes just flickered open for a split second and I knew I had her then at that stage. So um she was so so cold to touch but that was from the mam after running from her house up to where the garden station was. So after a minute or two I was trying to check her vitals and her eyes and um, Gracie was trying to stand over me sort of to block the light from from in in the garden station for for the full instance on the eyes of the baby because it was too bright on her. But we couldn't turn off the light either because it was pitch black. So her eye, the baby's eyes were just rolling in her head, and she was having a temperature of forty. She was so limp, like for a for a newborn, she had no grip in her. There was no give in her at all. And I just thought to myself. Are we going to have to take her now ourselves, or are we going to have to keep her like here until the ambulance came? And um, we knew that the ambulance was like maybe ten minutes out. Thank, we were so lucky, thank God. Like, but every time the baby would, she would just, you'd know by her, the, like the baby, like it kind of felt like like the baby had no fight in her. Yes, like she just wanted to drift off, and it wasn't into a sleep; it was into an unconscious state. Like, and I just knew I couldn't let her get to that stage. So when I had her in my arms all the time, I just kept, like, I and I use this word loosely, I don't, I wasn't dropping her, but that sense of, have you know, when you have a baby in your arms and you're kind of playing with her and you kind of squat down, that feeling that she's falling, that mm. gives that baby that kind of shock, that's, that's the only thing that I could get her to keep her back in with me for such a long time. And I, like, it, it was just terrific. I'll never forget it, to be honest. It was ho- horrible, like, because she's so small. Yes. And you know that training you mentioned in Templemore is more or less aimed for a, a, an older person. You know what I mean? Not not a tiny infant of three months old at all. Had you anyone on the phone? You know, when you say you rang nine nine nine, had you anyone assisting you? You know, and telling oh, you what to yeah. do? Like the lady, the lady on the nine nine line from the ambulance service was would not, and only for her, did not leave the phone. She stayed on the phone until physically a paramedic came into the room with us. So, like, I knew I had that back up there if things were going to go bad again. But she had stayed with me on the line. And she didn't ultimately have to say a whole pile. But it was just knowing yes. that that was my safety blanket. That was my comfort. Like, I had to, myself and Grace had to be that comfort for this lady that came in with her six-year-old child and this baby. Yeah. And we, like, as I just say, we had to look like swans. So on top, we looked like we had it all going on. But underneath, like we were panicked, like it was mm. a ner- we were really worried. Like it was a scary experience. So we knew that we didn't. So that lady that was on, the, I don't even know what her name was, but like we knew that we had that she was our comfort blanket as the comfort blanket we were for that mother. Like yes. So anyway, you did the weak compressions. You explained there, and I we can see what you're talking about there. Letting the baby as if she was going to, you know, the fun you can have with a child that's in the full of its health when you do that. But this was helping this little wee child stay with you, baby girl, was it? Yeah, baby 
girl, yeah. 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 And yeah. What, what about three months old, you said, yeah? Three months old, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so the yeah. emergency services then did arrive. You stayed port, you stayed there, you kept her going and uh, they took over from there. And, and you did mention something else. There was a little six-year-old boy as well and he had to be looked after. The mum had to be calmed and at the same time you had to, you know, work your socks off with this little, little baby. And my God, I want to say to yourself, Adele, and to Garda Grace Murray as well, you're a credit to the force, both of you, what you did and how you reacted and acted on the day. It saved that child's life. The, the, the upshot is that that baby's fine now. Yeah, yeah, lucky. Yeah, thank God there was a great outcome on, on that story and it could have been a lot worse. Like, it could it could have went either way for, for, that, for all of us. Like, mm. And, like, we're just, with the grace of God, that, you know, we were just in the right place at the right time. Yeah. You know, mm. and the mother decided that the Garda station was the right place to go and look for help at the mm. time. Mm. You know, and like, I've just come from doing a school talk and I've just said to the kids, like, the guards aren't always there to catch the baddies. Like, everybody has to remember the Garda station is a place of safety and it is a place that people are there to help others. But, you know, it's just lucky that she decided to come to the Garda station that day and not wait because the outcome could have been different if if, if the mother didn't have... Mm quick knowledge to just say Garda Station and run to, and run and run up the, and run up the street. Yeah, but look, all's well they say that ends well. Has she been back? I know you've been in touch to know that the baby and everything is fine. Have you managed to talk to the mum or anything since? Yeah, and she she left us down and, and, and myself and Grace the lovely cars and her other son has um, had drawn us two lovely pictures of ourselves which we've kept <laughs> and he has decided now that he would like to be a guard because ah. of the actions that myself and Garda Gracie did so yeah so it's great like Ah that's lovely yeah. and lovely that she's been back and understands as well the crucial part you played in saving her daughter's life. It's a wonderful, wonderful story and we're getting lovely messages there saying congratulations to, I'm just summarising them, they're coming in here too, uh, that Garda and her colleague, well done and they're a credit to the force. That's a, just a general sense of the messages coming to us today. Your heroes, your heroes Adele Dugdale and Grace Murray, you really are. Well done to you. Thank you for joining me to tell your story and good luck to everybody and we wish that baby and the family all the best too. Thank you, Adele. Thank you. Take care. Take care yourself. Bye-bye. That's Garda Adele Dugdale there from Trim Garda Station and our colleague Garda Grace Murray who are absolutely brilliant. You're with Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. Yesterday afternoon on Late Lunch, we were talking about the price increases with Diageo and on Post. Myself and Louise were having a little to and fro between us on the show and we sort of formed the view that perhaps on the uh, on post rise that it would impact on Christmas cards especially. Well, joining me on the show now, and I'm delighted to welcome her to Late Lunch, is Anna McHugh, Head of Corporate Communications with On Post. Anna, afternoon. Hello, Jerry. How are you? I'm really good. Anyway, let's pick up the conversation from yesterday because you were listening. Yes, I was listening. Um, oh, we're big fans of the Late Lunch in On Post. And... Um, I was out and about and I was listening and no, I just, I said, you know what, I think I'll get in touch and just uh, give a little reminder because, as you know, yesterday, the reason you were talking about it was the price increase we had to uh, introduce. We will be introducing on the 1st of February. We announced it yesterday and we hate price increases. Everybody hates them. But unfortunately, to keep the show on the road, we have to have to put them in. And how the whole thing works is that, you know, everyone who posts letters, all that money goes into a pot to pay, 
you know, it might be cheaper now to be posting or to be delivering a letter, say, within Dundalk or within Drogheda or within a particular area of Dublin, but it's a lot more expensive if you're posting it across the country. So that all works out to, to keep the, the service for one price for everybody and a great quality of service. But unfortunately, the volume of mail is uh, of letters of letters is falling all the time. Um, so we're trying to, you know, give the same service, give the same reach and look, make sure we, we, we have good terms and conditions for our staff. So it's unfortunately that's where on top of that, of course, we have the big increases in fuel and the huge increases mm. in energy. So we have to try and keep make that all work and keep the service going. So that's the reason for the price increase. But what's really important to say is that what we've got much better at in recent years is giving discounts to our personal customers and our small businesses. The big businesses can look after themselves because they all negotiate rates and they post in bulk and they get all kinds of discounts. But the smaller businesses, we're giving discounts to them. They can get an advantage card and they get very decent uh, uh, reductions on stamps and parcels as well. But we're talking about stamps today. But for your regular customer who'd be posting a few things a year and then maybe Christmas cards or invitations or something in odd time, the best way to, to stay ahead of price increases is to buy booklets because you'll always get discounts on them. And the, whether the regular 10 stamp booklets or the likes of the love stamp booklets or other kind of fun stamps that we bring out during the year, we always have good discounts. And you keep them in your wallet, you keep them in your bag, and you're never stuck for a stamp. At last Christmas, we were able, uh, although a regular stamp was 125 we were actually able to sell booklets of 20 Christmas stamps for Twenty euro, so that was just one euro a stamp. Yes. So that's you know that's what we try to do, and we will be doing our utmost to keep it down as well next year to keep it really low, so as people can send. And it's very important now because people ask us this one's an increase. Your Christmas stamps will be valid and usable next year. If you want to put them away with your Christmas cards, you can use them next year. Any stamps that you have, if they have an N on them, that means it's for national. If they have a W on them, they're for worldwide. Or even if they're stamps, it's a while now since we put actual denominations on a stamp in euro. But any of those are valid forever. So um, you don't have to add anything to them. Yeah, you know, at the moment they're worth 125. When the change comes in, they'll be worth 135. But you have them in your wallet and you use them as normal. So you don't have to add any stamps or any, any extra postage to them. And that's very important. People get worried that stamps that they have um, won't be usable anymore. Not the case. You can use them forever. That's good news and a good investment, uh, really, when you think about it. The other thing is, if you have stamps with a denomination in euro on it, you just can top them up with the difference, can't you? Yeah, you go to the post office, they'll top them up for you. Because um, I'm sure there's people listening who are planning weddings and they've bought the lovely love stamps and they're going, oh, no, what do we have to do now? Nothing. You're, you're winning. You're ahead of the game. You might be posting them out in April. But you can, you know, you have your stamps and you'll just use them as normal. Little hint in there as well. If you were planning to do a bit of a mailing like that, you might buy your stamps now soon rather than wait till the 1st of February. So um, I, I shouldn't be saying that, but you know, get, get organised now. That's important. The other thing I just briefly mentioned is the digital stamp. We launched it in October. It's for, I suppose it's really for younger people, right, who mightn't post very often, post letters very often. They'd know all about parcels and online shopping. They wouldn't be posting many letters. Or you're somewhere and you say, oh, I'd love to send that card to somebody. I have no stamp. Um, you'll never be stuck for a stamp with a digital stamp. You have your smartphone, you go into the app store, you download the Unpust app, which is going to be a really handy thing because we'll be doing all kinds of other things on that in the future. You download the Unpust app and at literally a few clicks and you can buy yourself a digital stamp, which is just a series of numbers. Um, you pay whatever way you normally pay with your phone. Um, 
using your credit card or whatever payment mechanism, Google Pay, whatever you have in the phone. And literally in seconds, you have this 12-digit code that you write very neatly on the, on the envelope where the stamp would normally go and you post it in any post box. That system then knows when that's coming through our, our sorting systems that are all electronic and automated now, it's looking out for that code and um, it'll scoot through. And the great thing with the digital stamp is that when it's delivered, uh, the postman or postwoman who's delivering will actually send you a text to say that that has been delivered. They scan it and it automatically tells you that that item has been delivered. So you're paying two euro for that. It's a bit dearer, but very convenient if you're stuck or if you're somebody who never has a stamp when you need one. You can use the digital stamp and it's fine. It's great. I love it. It's terrific. Mm. So no excuse. You can get your stamp anywhere at any time and away you go. Just a little uh, vignette before we finish. Um, ironically, today at home, and I mentioned yesterday, we are great Christmas card senders. Well, I'm not. My wife, Miriam, is. And she gets a load in return. But would you believe it, Anna, today? There's a card there for her when she comes home from work this evening from the UK. It just came in today. Oh, there'll be plenty more of that. The UK um, Royal Mail are, are, are in a mess. Um, they've had a lot of strikes, a lot of disruption and a lot of operational problems. There are parcels that were posted uh, by people in the UK, uh, most particularly English, Sc- England, Scotland, Wales, right? Northern Ireland is OK, but, but uh, they were posted for Christmas and they still have not reached us in Ireland. Um, it's been really slow. They've lost, they have backlogs and they've lost the sequence on their backlogs. So stuff posted later has been delivered over to us earlier than stuff that was posted ages ago. The other thing that happens every year, people send in Christmas cards to Ireland, stick on a first or second class British stamp because they assume that, that because we're the nearest neighbour over the pond that it'll cover the postage to Ireland. It doesn't. They have to use international stamps. So what Royal Mail does is they get all this, what they call underpaid mail, all these lovely Christmas cards, and they hang on to them and they put them in a big container and they ship them over to us sometime in January. So check this, whatever stamp is on that letter when you go home, Jerry, And I am, it may well be a first or second class stamp. So it's underpaid. That's why it was delayed. And those late Christmas cards, they could be landing up as far as Valentine's Day. And people will be given out, but it is not this side of the pond, it's the other side of the pond. And it's kind of embarrassing. Like, how do you say to your cousin in Birmingham, you know, cheapskate now, you have to be paying the international rate for that postcard or for that Christmas card. Nobody really ever, you know, follows up on it. So it happens year after year. Um, Probably Royal Mail and the post offices over there should be more clear about the postage rates to Ireland, but they don't bother doing that either. So that's what that's about. Sometimes we get it wrong. Sometimes things are delayed, but not very often, thankfully. The quality is good. But the the latest thing, on top of Brexit, which is a nightmare, and on top of all their strikes and operational problems in Royal Mail, in the last couple of days, they've had a cyber attack as well. We've just got word of that, and that is causing them havoc. Now, we're still accepting mail for the UK, and people can still shop on UK websites and everything. Parcels are a different kettle of fish, but it's going to affect, it's going to lead to more delays and stuff leaving the, uh, the United Kingdom. So they're not having a great January in mm. uh, in Royal Mail. That's good information, really good information for listeners today. Uh, you're right, it is a first or a cl- second class stamp that is ah. actually on that letter. I spotted that for sure. So there you are, and you've explained the reason. Great. There you are. 
Okay. So, listen, anyway, good luck to you for the year ahead. There's lots of exciting uh, things planned with Unpost for 2023. Watch this space. I'm delighted to catch up with you and clarify today on the stamp issue. Anna McHugh, Head of Corporate Communications, thank you for joining me. Thank you all. Stop, whoa, yes, wait a minute, just to post me. Wait, wait, Yeah, the carpenters, and we dedicate that to all posties in the northeast and beyond. Isn't the weather just rubbish? I don't think I've ever experienced weather, and I don't know who I'm talking to here. The man above is in charge of it or whatever. It's just been brutal. The rain, the wind. I don't know. It's just in my lifetime, this is certainly a spell since before Christmas and right through to now that I've never seen the likes of weeks and weeks on end. And the gardens and everywhere just saturated with the rain. I wonder, Louise keeps saying to me, oh, we'll have a good summer. We'll have a good summer. We have to just lap this up now and it's going to come good. I hope she's right. I hope she's right. And we have enough water to do us for the next decade as well. Just remember that also. You're at Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. Do you bite your nails? Are you never off your phone or on social media? Do you binge watch Netflix or TV? Is it a habit that each time or each evening you return from work, you pour a glass of wine and maybe more besides? You're smoking when you know it's bad for your health. Are you slovenly? Do you pick your nose? Are you a noisy eater? Have I got enough there for you? All bad habits. But how do you kick them? Well, let me tell you, I read a very interesting feature in the Irish Times at the weekend and the man who wrote it is joining me now because he's a well-known psychotherapist. His name is Seamus Sheedy and he's on the line. Hello Seamus. Uh, good, good morning Jerry. Uh, it's great to speak to you and also to your listeners there in Louton Meet this morning uh, or this afternoon even and uh, this weather is so dark you still think it's morning <laughs> yes, don't you? you do indeed Seamus. Look let me put a few things to you first when it comes to bad habits and breaking them. Does it just come down to a lack of willpower really? We don't have the willpower. We're weak Seamus. Definitely not. Uh, we all develop a certain type of a habit from time to time and every one of us listening today will think of a habit we've developed for no particular reason and we want to give that habit up and often as you already said there about biting your nails filling that glass of wine when you come in from work stopping smoking using your mobile phone so much and I suppose the first thing and that's the more, probably the most difficult thing to do is probably to identify the triggers what what's causing you to to be what's behind the habit habitual behavior or what's causing you to bite the nails and you know so the triggers then is you you i always recommend to people to kind of journal and to do a little piece around it where, where does the behaviour happen? What time of the day? And, you know, so, for example, if you're filling that glass of wine and you come home in the evening, you know, uh, it, that's the time. And one of the things I said in that article you spoke about was kind of changing your environment. And so you might get in from work, get the kids ready, uh, get everything done, and you're sitting maybe by nine o'clock if you're lucky, and you fill that glass of wine. But you normally go to the same seat, uh, you watch a certain program, and so that they all work together. So I always say to people, 
you know, maybe move to a different chair or decide to read a book instead of watching that television program. So it, it, it takes effort to, to change. So it's not about motivation. It's about effort and, and constantly keeping away from, from, from maybe from that environment as well, you know, mm. and, and focus then on why you want to change. Why do you want to stop taking that glass of wine every evening? You know, are you feeling or extra there, as you said? So, you know, so focus on why you want to change. I think that's a big thing, you know, everyone else, but you need to kind of say, I want to change because when I drink a glass of wine, I'm eating some crisps with them and I'm doing all this. So that diet that I went on on the 1st of January has gone out the window already and we're only less than halfway through January as well. So one thing can lead to another. So the glass of wine then leads to the crisps or the cheese and crackers or whatever it might be that you that, that you associate with the glass of wine. So it's not just the glass of wine that might be the problem. You also, you know, so one of the things I also said in that article was starting small, even though when I'm saying something like I'm saying today, I'm kind of saying you also, you know, it's, it, it, those associations between the wine, maybe in the crisps and the wine and the chocolate and the wine and the... Uh, crackers and cheese so breaking that association so it, it, it would one goes the other goes along with it you know so but yes. not to take any big steps that you wouldn't be able to do you know so uh, as well so to, starting small is one of the things I and yes. I suppose the other thing is uh, you know and it would be enlist somebody around you to give you a bit of support like your partner or your brothers, sisters, your your mother, whatever situation that you're in, you know, enlist a bit of support is also, it helps you to deal with with those triggers, you know, so that, or don't be, you know, for example, we talk, you talked about biting the nails, you know, you often be doing that unconsciously, so you might say to your partner or mother or brother or sister or whoever, uh, you know, uh, can you point out every time I'm doing that, so that because you now want to stop, you want to stop because it's causing you problems, you're getting weeks and you're getting all. So you, the reason why you want to stop, first of all, and now you're enlisting a bit of support. Uh, yeah, anyway, I don't know if I'm speaking. Yeah, no, no, you are. Very- and actually, I, I've just had a message in there from a Maggie who says to me, to us, uh, please uh, address nail biting. And you just have as well. So get somebody on that particular issue every time you do to point it out to you and get you to stop. The first of all, as I said already, uh, you know, when am I doing it? What's yeah. happening when I'm doing it? Yes. So, the, so, the, so the triggers. The second mm. of all, uh, se- second piece is kind of enlisting somebody's support uh, uh, around it. And, you know, often even, uh, you know, a little counter sometimes even to say, how many times did I bite my nails is another thing that can work as well because it shows... It, it might show you throughout the day or the evening. I, I uh, bit my so you every time you press one of those little buttons and it says, uh, so you realise, jeepers, I was biting my nails fifteen times there. Yes. you begin to kind of pay a little bit of an awareness to it, and you'll be absolutely. Uh, and actually, when you do that at the beginning, you can often find that it, it increases over the first few days because you kind of begin to become more. But as you become more aware, it begins to dwindle, and once you start to do things, maybe like leave a, a note for yourself, uh, you know, n- near somewhere where you might exit in the morning or where you take up your keys for your car or, you know, say, please don't bite your nails. Yes. Just, 
something, something to remind to remind yourself. Yeah, and the other the other thing is from what you said to us there a few moments ago. Really, it is the the context, the circumstances that you find yourself in that leads to the wine and then the food and you know the whole result of that is you feel guilty perhaps the next day you're putting on weight you don't feel the best after drinking too much wine. Change the context, as you say. Change the room. You mentioned in that article as well. Rather than having the glass of wine, if you can, perhaps just pop out and go for a wee walk. Break the cycle. That's what you're saying, really, is it? Yeah, and I, I, that was... Uh, it, develop another habit. You know yes. what I was saying? Sit down at 9 o'clock. A good o'clock, habit. Or, yeah. At nine, at 9 o'clock. You normally sit down at 9 o'clock. You watch maybe the news. Uh, you pour the glass of wine. The day is over. You kind of say, this is my reward for a tough day. And so say to yourself, now, a reward for me is going to be, I'm going to listen to a podcast. I'm going to go into mm. maybe another room or another chair. So you're changing your surroundings. Yes. And surroundings have a massive big impact at an unconscious level on us. So one of the things often when, when we want to break that habit, you know, for example, another habit might be that we're ordering the takeaway and we got used to doing that. You know, so how do we, you know, again, we kind of said since 1st of January, we're not going to do that anymore. And we're sitting there Friday and then we're kind of white knuckling it, as I say. You know, we kind of said, oh, geez, rather than if I went out and did a 40 minute vigorous walk, you know, it in- in- increases the serotonin and all of that. And they're really important things as well. Yeah. So focus on the gain as well, you say. So, for example, if you do give up the wine and uh, you, you recommend putting, uh, say, the value of a wine in a few euro, put it aside every day or whatever, if you are drinking every day and at the end of the week, suddenly you have a bit of money and then reward yourself. Yes, indeed. And the other part, you know, that I often feel is really helpful, visualise yourself in, you know, in the Canaries or where, or down in Cork or over in Clare or up in Donegal on that little bit of a holiday that you've saved for, mm. you know. Uh, so visualising yourself breaking the habit and visualising yourself kind of as well, maybe it's uh, wearing that uh, shorter dress that you haven't worn in, in quite a while because you've been drinking that wine and eating those crisps or uh, cheese and crackers. So visualising yourself maybe having lost those extra few pounds. You know, we see Operation Transformation there at the moment. So maybe watching that programme rather than what we might have been watching before and maybe getting some tips from something like that as well. Mm. So we're, we're consciously making an effort to change, uh, you know, uh, and we're doing something different. And we're also... Practicing self-care, really, by yes. going out and getting that bit of exercise. And that's helping helping, uh, helping us from a mental health point of view as well. You know, so I suppose they are some of the things. Yes, and, and you know, even though it's logical that we know it's bad for us and we shouldn't be drinking every day and we shouldn't be overeating, logic doesn't come into this, I take it, at all, Seamus. That's not good enough. That that logic won't really ultimately convince us to change. And goal, going cold turkey, well, that's a, that's a huge step, isn't it? It is a huge step. That's why I kind of said in that article, you know, start small. So, for example, yeah. you have have a dream of running the marathon, as I said. Maybe look up your local couch to 5K, get involved, get out there at 7 o'clock in the evening, maybe with a group of people in your local Harriers club or whatever, your local running club. Or, you know, you can also download the app and kind of do the couch to 5K and it, it, it guides you through that as well. Mm. So if, if you can't get out of the house, you know, there's other way, ways of doing it. In, in list of the people support 
spend because in order to get out sometimes you can say oh god I can't get out you know so it's it's about asking others to kind of help you uh, to break this habit that you kind of really is getting the better of you yes you know and remember remember always I think I think it's an important thing to say is you don't have to do it alone and if you really are uh, struggling all these years later with maybe the, uh, the idea of the glass of wine has turned in to the bottle of wine. Well, there is help out there in the sense of the, the likes of counselling and psychotherapy and mm. there are accredited therapists with the Irish Association of Counselling and Psychotherapy right across the country yes. if you need to bring it, if the habit is really gone to a stage that you feel you can't handle it anymore and it's you know, people around you are making comments about it. So sometimes like that, well, I always say reach out to friends, family, everybody else first. And if you really can't do it with that, then the extra help yes. can be the thing that you might need as well. And of course, you, all your listeners will say, I will say that because I'm practicing <laughs> in that field. But uh, yeah, I suppose that's really where I'm at. Ah, yes, yes, of course. And that help is there, of course, across the northeast and the country, as you say. Seamus, thank you so much for joining us today. Replace the bad ones with good ones and uh, shake things up. I really enjoyed talking to you. Thank you, Seamus. Thanks much, Jerry. It was a pleasure talking to you as well. Thank you. Take care of yourself. Bye. Bad habits lead to late nights and in alone. Conversations with a stranger I barely know. Swearing this will be the last, but it probably won't. I got nothing left to lose or use or do my bad habits lead to white ice in space. The Apprentice, week two, Louise. Tonight, can't wait. We're a, a woman down. Oh, it's tonight, right? Yeah, tonight, Thursday night. We're a woman down. We're a woman down. Mm-hmm. Two Irish people I mentioned last week, Emma Brown and Kevin Darcy. Emma, out the door week one. Kildare fellas. <laughs> the man from Kildare, yeah? Yeah. So we'll see how he goes now. They have to make buns tonight and sell them. <laughs> watch this. Watch this. You should watch it. You should watch them. Watch them making them. I'd fail at that. Oh. Well, they're certain to, to fail one one group of them anyway tonight for sure. But anyway, I'm looking forward to wish Kevin well. Hopefully, he'll hang in there. It'd be a terror to lose the second. What's the, the whole challenge of making buns and selling it like at that level? Well, they have to design a new bun. He'll he'll create oh, a new a new right. confection, new flavor, new flavor, new type, and then you know sell it. And and he'll challenge the teams. Whoever makes the most sales, then you know will win the task and it's boys against girls these early weeks he'll mix the teams up as it, it moves on you know there'll be mixed teams in a while but at the minute he still leaves the, the boys and the girls you know head to head that's the competition and the boys won last week the girls lost normally the women win uh, mm-hmm. but a, a bit of a turn up for the books last week let's see what happens this week what a fries chocolate cream bun it tastes like Aha! <laughs> I mentioned <laughs> you're getting your own back at me here you now. You love that, don't you? Yeah, I mentioned to Louise. You know, I, you saw coming in there. I'm never mad about sweets or chocolate that, but I did say to you, I love fries, chocolate cream. I mm. just love it, and I think it comes. My late mammy used to love it, and my dad uh, used to love. Did he? Mm. Did he too? Love yeah, too. there you go. Mm. And I was uh, shopping last weekend, and I just was pulled towards. I saw a three pack mm. of the fries, chocolate cream. Can I make a little admission? They make it home. They did, but one evening <laughs> I ate <laughs> the pack. Habits. I ate the three of them. Bad habits. Yeah, I ate the three of them together. So I did the fries, chocolate cream. But I just love it. Dark chocolate and the 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 creamy stuff. It's I love it with a good big mug of tea. Might be nice as a bun. Flavored. Yeah, could have come up with something. 
Mr. Sugar, Sir, Sir Alan, we have a we have a candidate for you for the next series. She wants to she wants to wants to go to the Apprentice. I'd say you'd be great. On the I'd Apprentice. say I'd win. Would you? Yeah. <laughs> you'd say you'd win. I admire your confidence, young know, woman. Yeah. I do, and I wouldn't back against you. Because I often said about this, when if I said to Louise Walsh, will you get me Pope Francis there for this afternoon? I have one. There's every chance Francis will be on the line talking to me. That is the truth. I would, I'll tell you one thing. You're I know, multi-talented. I wouldn't get past this challenge. I, well, I think you're a winner with your fries, chocolate cream bun. You're in. I give you the nod for that one. I really <laughs> like that suggestion for sure. Anyway, The Apprentice, nine o'clock tonight on the BBC. You can uh, watch it for sure. You were saying you're feeling the week long for some reason isn't it the weather I am officially a drip (laughs) I can't I can't handle any more rain every morning you just hear it on the roof it's brutal isn't it it is I said it there earlier on in the show I just can't be that much rain in the world there isn't it's all coming down in Ireland Every drop of it is coming down in Ireland. I rang a friend of mine, Joe, and he says, I rang him the other day. He says, I'm on the Costa del Sol in me shorts. I oh. won't tell you what I said to him. I couldn't say it on a family show at this hour of the afternoon. Um, but we are getting doused at the moment. We yeah. really are. There must be, what did I call it the other day? There must be kind of the, some, like, some condition that you feel down with that this much rain. There has yeah. to be. Yeah, there is. There is certainly uh, that sad thing, is it? Mm. Uh, uh, Something like that. That affects people in winter time when the light is short and the days are shorter. But this weather would certainly get in on you if you let it. It would. And it's not difficult to, because it's day after day. It's relentless. Yeah. And you understand that. And, and raindrops don't fall on your head anymore. They fall <laughs> in your head. <laughs> It's just getting in on you. What a song. The Sundance Kid. Was it that movie that came from? Was Raindrops it? keep falling on my head. Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. That's the I movie. I don't think so. Was it not? I don't think so. I, I'm seeing Fred Astaire dancing in the puddles, no? Oh, that's singing in the rain. Oh. Raindrops keep falling on my head is from Butch Cassidy. And that was Gene Kelly dancing in the puddles. Not Fred Astaire. But that's why I'd win The Apprentice. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to win it. You're not going to win a movie quiz anyway. Yet that was Gene Kelly singing in the rain. And I'm nearly sure, I'm, listeners will correct us, I'm sure. I, I'm nearly sure off the cuff it was uh, from Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Raindrops keep falling on my head. Well, let's, we'll check that one out for you. I promise. You heard Anna. have to sing that before the end of the show. It's a lovely song, isn't it? We mm. might try and dig it out and play. It's years and years since I heard it. Um, Anna McHugh, interesting there, uh, a little earlier on from Unpost. I mentioned that letter arrived from the UK in our home today and you heard her saying you know that there are a lot of uh, parcels and cards and letters etc have not arrived from the UK yet to people here and they've lost the sequence you know what I mean the ones posted earlier in December won't necessarily get here Before the, in sequence yeah. others that are have been posted nearer to Christmas are arriving it's all over the shop she says from the UK and I'm sure that people listening to us today are still receiving stuff Yeah, and expecting things as well so if you are you know what the story is you were at late lunch on LMFM radio this dreary Thursday afternoon that's starting to get into us we don't let anything get to us we talk about it alright but we won't let it get to us I promise you how dare you Barney for a change Jerry is right says Barney what do you mean for a change I'm never wrong Barney Raindrops is from Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. I'm a mine of information. Just digging down into it. That's all I have to do. Thanks, Barney. Love hearing from you. Really enjoyed your comment there. 
We move on on late lunch this afternoon and we're going to talk in a moment to Sinead Crawley, who's local services manager with Acquired Brain Injury Ireland in County Mead. But first up, Marcin Felak is on the line. I spoke to Marcin uh, previously and I'm delighted to have him back with us on the show. Marcin, good afternoon. Good afternoon, how are you? I'm really good. Thanks for joining me again on the show. Will you just remind us about your wife, Ola, who lives with an acquired brain injury? Just remind our listeners again what happened. So in 2017, my wife, she got uh, a stroke. Three weeks after I gave the new baby, our daughter. And from that one moment, she's a look in, in her body. So it means she understands everything, she sees, she hears everything, but she can't move. Only one movement, what she has under control, is her eyes. So she communicates with you just by blinking her eyes? Yes, yes. We have a special board created for her. It's a board with the colors and alphabet, and then that board, she built the words. And this came out of the blue. She enjoyed good health. She's only in her mid to late 30s. And this came totally unexpected, Marcin. Yes, yes, that was like that. She was a very healthy woman. She never smoked, never drank, nothing like that. She cared about herself. And that was like uh, 15 minutes and hours life changed completely. Yeah. You have an older boy and then, as you mentioned, uh, a baby girl arrived and uh, subsequent to that, this happened. This is just life altering completely for you. You had to give up work. Yes, yes, I haven't a choice because I have to give up the work. That one time, my daughter, she was only three weeks, and we have older, older son, like you says, uh, Peter. He's uh, seventeen right now, but he's autistic, and I have to care about them as well. So, me no chance staying work. And. No surprise. You're an extraordinary man and an extraordinary carer for your wife and your children um, and deservedly uh, win an accolade, to win an accolade like uh, Carer of the Year. That must have been special for you and for all of you. Yes, that was a, be honestly, that was a huge surprise for me because thanks to my wife and the social worker Fiona from the National Rehabilitation Hospital, uh, I get that advice because they apply and they send my details to the family care island. Yes. And, and, you... and then one day I have a phone call and congratulations, Martin, you won. I said, oh, oh OK. <laughs> ah, well, what a happy moment for you to be named National Carer of the Year and well-deserved, may I say, too. But look, this is your life every day, caring for your wife especially and your children, of course, too. To... For your wife, you know, mobility, being locked in with this uh, locked-in syndrome now and only being able to communicate with her eyes. Obviously, she's not mobile. How do you get about? Does she get out of the house much or how does that work? Uh, so, um, usually we use the, yes, um, we add her on the, on the chair, on the wheelchair, and, and they usually we use the car. For this, we have a special vehicle. Uh, so thanks to this, my wife, she can go for the um, shopping, she can go for walk. Uh, we Every weekend we try go somewhere with the kids, uh, especially when it's a uh, nice weather. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, we try. We try to do this a lot. But um, last couple of weeks we have a huge problem because our car is finished. The engine is dead. Yes. So thanks to the local link to the to the flexibus, 
uh, huge, huge thank you to them because that people, they, they support us very, very good. Uh, my wife, she can continue her rehabilitation because she has a rehabilitation three times a week in Dublin, in Lansau. And she working with that wonderful people, but she have to be in there on time. Yeah. And she have to be in there three times a week. So at the moment, we don't know how long they, they can do this. Uh, what we know, it's not for the like um, long term. But at the moment, she, she go with the Flexibus. So really, really huge thank you for that. So Flexibus are helping out in the interim because you have a problem with the vehicle you have been using for a number of years. It, 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 a replacement vehicle really is what's needed, isn't it? Yes, yes. Okay, well, we're going to talk about that in a moment. Stay there, because on the other line is Sinead Crawley, and she's Local Services Manager with Acquired Brain Injury Ireland in County Mead. Afternoon, Sinead. Hi, Jerry. How are you? I'm good. When you hear Marston's story, you know, how life can change in an instant for any of us, but for his family in particular, and it'll never be the same again. He is a terrific man, as you know. I don't have to remind you. Tell us about your organisation and where you come in here. Yes, um, well, like like you say, Jerry, it can happen to any one of us at any time, um, an acquired brain injury. So I, I work with Acquired Brain Injury Ireland and provide the case management service in County Meads. So I have been involved with Ola and Morrison since her time in the National Rehab Hospital. And you can hear he's he's quite a humble man, Martin. So he's not, yes. this wouldn't be easy for him. So it took a bit of encouragement. I might just mention firstly that the um, the purpose of of us, us being here really is to appeal to people that there was a GoFundMe page set up um, about a year ago or two years ago, Martin, to try to help the family raise money to, um, you know, to purchase a replacement vehicle because I suppose we knew this was coming down the line. Um, and like Martin was saying, FlexiBus have been brilliant. Um, but without transport, Ola can't access, you yeah. know, anywhere outside of her home. Mm. So even over Christmas, I know she was quite stuck indoors. Um, so, yes, it's it's really to try and ask. And I know it's a difficult time for any for anyone at the minute, given the cost of living to, to you know, yes. find anything in their pockets. But if we can appeal to people, it would be of so much um, value to Ola and her family for family time together outside of the home. So there is a GoFundMe. You can you can search on Google GoFundMe Ola Filak, which is F-I-L-A-K, and you'll see there, please support Alexandra, which is her full title, but she's known to everybody as Ola. Yeah. Um, but really, they're an amazing family. It's an amazing story of, of resilience and courage adjusting to such a challenging brain injury. But uh, sorry, Jerry, just to, just to mention that first off. But yes, I work with the Acquire Brain Injury Ireland Case Management Service, which is really a service to help um, coordinate, organise and advocate for services for people with a brain injury um, when they need to discharge home from hospital or throughout their life, really. Um, so um, we would work with people. Yeah, and the numbers, just to, because I want the listeners to be aware of this, there are 19,000 people in Ireland living with an acquired brain injury and 19,000 people in Ireland, sorry, acquire a brain injury in Ireland every year. That's 19,000 a year, and that number builds up year and year. And that's 52 people every day. And we're talking about a stroke, a fall, an assault, a road traffic accident, or perhaps a, a cancer diagnosis. It covers all those areas. 
It does. It can be traumatic, like you say, a motor accident, a fall and assault, a sports accident, anything like that, or, or non-traumatic, which would be like meningitis, brain hemorrhage, yeah. encephalitis, any of those strokes. A stroke would probably, I know statistically, that would be the main, um, the highest statistic of, of people that we serve would be stroke. Um, but yeah, they estimate that there are 120,000 people in Ireland living with a disability as a result of the brain. Huge number, a huge number of people. And you people play a vital role in supporting and helping people. And as I said, when this is foisted upon people, it happens in an instant and suddenly your life is is changed for, forever. Um if somebody's listening to us today and, you know, they're they're looking for a bit of support or help or they haven't touched base and they're trying to fend for themselves, what do you say to them? What's the easiest way to get in touch with yourselves? Probably the website is the first port of call, Jerry. Everything's up on the website. So if they just Google Acquired Brain Injury Ireland or you can go directly acquiredbraininjuryireland.ie and there is loads of information there and each area has a contact and a contact number. So they can go to, to um, that section on the website accessing our services. Um, so, yes, that's, that's where they would find us. And you offer information, support, practical help across the board? Yes, yes, we do indeed. I mean, there's a number of different services. There is community rehabilitation, neuro rehabilitation services, which Ola has availed of. Um, there are other types of services like supported living, residential type services and case management. And there's supports for carers. Um, group supports, there's practical tips and supports on the website um, but yeah we have in Mead we have case management and the community neuro rehab services mm. and you know you are helping people uh, you know get back on their feet again, realise their full potential and families around them as well, the support they need is, is vital too. Let me go back to uh, Marcin for a moment and, and as I do just to say that GoFundMe page is Ola, O-L-A Felak, F-I-L-A-K. So go, if you go into GoFundMe, you'll find it there. Ola Felak, and that's the GoFundMe where uh, the campaign has been launched for a while to try and help this family get a vehicle that can make such a difference to all their lives. What difference would it make, Martin, a new vehicle? Uh, so, like, um, we try we try a couple types of the vehicle for my wife, and because she has a bigger wheelchair, it's a special wheelchair with a head support. It's a taller, like a, like a standard wheelchairs. Mm. We we need a bigger car, so it means bigger. It means taller car. So at the moment we have the Citroen Dispatch. That was a very good car for my wife. Uh, was a lot of space for her. Uh, we try with the smaller cars, but it's it's a no, mm. you know, like the the bigger they more expensive, the smaller they cheaper. But we try this; it's it's impossible. Yeah. So you know, there's a specific type of car needed to cater for Ola and her wheelchair and all that goes along with that. Look, it's it's a. You know, it was mentioned a moment ago there uh, by uh, Sinead, you know, that there's an awful uh, pull on everybody at this time and support is needed across the board for many worthy causes. But I have to say, this is a wonderful cause. It really is. And it will make all the difference to this family who were just thrown into this situation weeks after a new baby arrived. So if you can support at all, I want to lend my support to it. Go fund me. Go to the GoFundMe. Ola Felak. That's O L A F I L A K. And anything you can do, 
any help will be greatly, greatly appreciated by the family. Folks, I have to leave it there for today. I thank you both for joining me. I wish you well, Sinead, with your work and all you do. Acquired Brain Injury Ireland. And Martin, please God, that vehicle will happen sooner rather than later. Thank you both for joining me on the show. Thank you. Thank you so much. Very much, Derek. Not at all. Take care of yourselves. Bye-bye. What a wonderful man Marson Felak is, and we think of them at this time. Do your best, won't you? Lovely to hear from a good friend of mine, Patricia Healy. She's better known, you see, as Patricia Kelly. She says, you better work off those fry chocolate bars. Yum, yum, yum. Patricia loves them too. So there you are. If you're thinking of getting something for Patricia Kelly, she loves the fries. Or Jerry Just Kelly. like myself. It goes with the name. It must go with the name <laughs> Kelly, does it as well? And she tells me, I'm working off the four puddings we ate at Christmas time. Good sure. on you, Patricia. There's not a pick in her. There's not a pick. Four puddings. Where did she put four puddings? I'd say Jerry ate two and she ate two, so they split it 50-50 between them. And, sure. and there's not a pick on him either. How do they do it? We need to talk to them. We need to. They're the people who know how to keep in shape for sure. Lovely to hear from you, Patricia, this afternoon. Just reminding you, tell us who you'd love to have a dinner date with in your new kitchen from Cash and Carry Kitchens. Check them out. Their new showrooms in Beachmount, Home Park in Navin. It's beautiful there. If you want to book a, an appointment, cashandcarrykitchens.ie cashandcarrykitchens.ie check them out there you can make the appointment there but they have great offers running for the month of January they've given us a 100 euro one for all voucher to give away to one of you today on late lunch so if you've been in touch with us told us who you'd invite to dinner stand by your phones after three we will be calling one of you I promise did you find it for me did you find it of course I, I did did you find it yeah do you want it Oh, I'd love to hear it. I really would love to hear it. Here we, Here go. we go. We were talking about it earlier on. Raindrops are falling on my head And just like the guy whose feet are too big for his bed Nothing seems to fit Those raindrops are falling on my head They keep falling So I just did need some talking to the sun and I said I didn't like the way he got things done Sleeping on the job Those raindrops are falling on my head They keep falling Nothing's worrying me Oh, that's just lovely, Louise. One of the nicest songs we played in the show on the show for quite some yeah, time. Yeah, happier now. Ah, that it lifts you, even though it's lashing outside. Yeah. It's only little raindrops on your head. That song was a massive number one in America, but in the UK, I was just looking there. Thirty-eight was all it made on the UK charts. You know, I've never seen the film. That's have why you I not? Wouldn't have put the ah, two listen, together. listen. Go, make sure you see. It. It's a fantastic film, and and you know the lyrics of that song really are about somebody overcoming their troubles and worries by realising uh, that it won't be long until happiness comes into their lives. So it's a lovely thought behind that song as well. You've got to see the movie, all right? Okay. You've got to watch the movie now. It's a cracker. It really is. Five, four, three, two, one. Counting down the top five songs from this week of yesteryear. And today it's... 2003 all this week it really is yes 2003 
At number five, played for you on Monday, was One True Voice, Sacred Trust. At number four, Tuesday song, Daniel Beddingfield, if you're not the one. Yesterday, it was the turn of Eminem, who was number three in the charts on this week, 20 years ago with Lose Yourself. And today's song, the number two, its highest position in the chart, it was number two for four weeks in the UK, but not successive weeks. It was voted in a Channel 4 poll as the worst pop record of all time. I can't believe it. The worst pop record of all time. Do you remember pop stars, the rivals? I've mentioned it already this week. Well, this pair came out of that show as well because they are twins. Yes, they are indeed. Gabriella and Monica Irmia are the girls I'm talking about. Do you remember them? Better known as the Cheeky Girls. Yes, they were number two in the charts on this week. Most of the songs, by the way, just to remind you, were written by their mother, who also acts as their manager. <laughs> Maybe that's the reason behind them winning that poll on Channel 4 as the worst pop song of all time. Yes, the mammy does it for them. I, I wonder where they are today. Well, you know what? They released a record, would you believe, last year. So they're still knocking about for sure. But anyway, it was number two. On this week, 20 years ago in 2003, yes, it's the Cheeky Girls with their Cheeky Song. Oh, cheeky, cheeky indeed. The cheeky girls, number two in the charts this week, 20 years ago. I see you keep a good time to it in there, Louise. I'll hand you that. You're bopping around there and your timing's perfect. I was actually counting the the (laughs) seconds till it was over. (laughs) That has to be the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. (laughs) She wanted to fade it down. I wouldn't let her. No, you can't do (laughs) that. After 30 seconds. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> voted the worst pop song of all time dead right <laughs> where are they now it wasn't their only hit they had another three <laughs> so- <laughs> excuse me it wasn't they had <laughs> for five year olds maybe <laughs> honest to god <laughs> They, they, they had another one. They had Take Your Shoes Off. That was another big hit for them. And uh, Hooray, Hooray, It's a Cheeky Holiday. That was another big hit of theirs at the time. Yeah, we're never playing them. Yeah, cheeky song. The cheeky song indeed. Anyway, it was on the chart this week, so we had to give it a spin. I didn't think. I don't think subsequently they had much luck in, uh, in the music world no, or in so. a love or life, to be honest with you. But I did see that they produced a song last year, whatever that was about. The most there must have uh, got more inspiration to write great music for them. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I wonder what they work at. <laughs> One of them I know, uh, Monica uh, married uh, her fiancé, uh, Sean Taylor is his name. He works as a building contractor. <laughs> the other one actually took up with a politician, a Liberal Democrat MP <laughs> in the UK. <laughs> that gets better. <laughs> and uh, there was talk of them being deported back to Romania at one stage, uh, the Eremias. Uh, and um, there was a lot of a shimaz- there was a shimazzle around that as well. But that's all I can find on them anyway at the minute. They're still knocking oh, about there. I found here, look, they both now work in sales at different Hyundai dealerships. Do they? Yeah. <laughs> 
Hyundai. Well, according to this, uh, Mr. Google, anyway. I take it they wiggle their bums and they make a sale. Is that the way it works? Anyway, they're 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 well-known ladies. I'll tell you that for sure. Anyway, the cheeky song, the cheeky girls, just give us a bit of a laugh, didn't it? This afternoon, it surely <laughs> did. Anyway, Louise said to me, "The weather's not that bad after no. all." <laughs> Listen to that I'd song. Be out in the rain. <laughs> Anyway, stand by your phones after the break. We're calling one of you. We have a 100 euro one for all voucher to give away and it comes to us today thanks to Cash and Carry Kitchens. Check out their new showroom, Beachmount Home Park in Navin or if you want to uh, arrange a design appointment, cashandcarrykitchens.ie. Who will we be calling today and who is that person they'll be inviting to dinner? You'll find out in a moment. Stay with us. The phone is ringing. Let's see. Come on. Hello. Barbara. Yes. Hi, how are you? You're you're in a dicky area there with your phone, are you? You're coming and going. Can you stand somewhere that we'll get you a little clearer? It's Barbara Smith, is it? It is indeed. Oh, I have you there now, I think, a little better. Afternoon, Barbara. I take it you know who this is. Barbara, we love your dinner day. Tell our listeners who you would invite to dinner. Gordon Ramsay. Have you the crash helmets? (laughs) Grant them. I just love his attitude. Do you like him? Do you really like him, the way he goes on? I do, yeah. I do. He's some boy. And you know the show he does with Fred and Gino. Do you like that one too? I do, but I like the um, Hell's Kitchen and now he's in a new one now. He is. Last night. He is. He's just started. So you, this is a big ask, when I tell you, you're inviting a wonderful chef to your new kitchen. What would you cook for him? Oh, just whatever he does, the risotto. I wouldn't yeah. have a clue how to cook now, to be quite honest. But. All right, okay. So risotto, risotto for starters. You said okay. So yeah. you'll have to, you'll have to, you'll have to say, brush your knowledge uh, up on that one. There. What about the main course? It have to be just plain old cod, chunky homemade chips, oh. and. The mushy peas. Oh, Plain no. and simple. You're my kind of woman, Barbara. That's the, just a dream. The cod and the chips and the mushy peas, homemade all. And what would you finish the evening off with? Oh, just yeah, plain old jelly and ice cream with oh. sprinkles sprinkle on top for Oh, the sprinkles on the jelly and ice cream as well. Lovely, lovely, lovely. I'll tell you, I, I'm sure Gordon Ramsay would enjoy that. And is there any particular question? You love Hell's Kitchen and it's their tough gigs for him and there's a lot of hassle when he goes in there to a restaurant and tries to turn it round. Is there any burning question you'd love to ask him? Oh, I don't, not really now, to be honest. Right. I just uh, I just love his way of going on and his yeah. Yeah. finger said, you know, the way he goes on and it's just nothing really. I do just enjoy them programmes now, you to be honest. You just enjoy it and you did enjoy not his that company. I'd be a good cook now, to be honest. I wouldn't have a clue. <laughs> <laughs> he might have to turn round your kitchen. He might say to you, hey, Barbara, sit I down. I can let him cook it for me. Cook. I was just thinking that. Let him do the cooking if he came to your kitchen. Anyway, Barbara, sure. you're a good sport. Thank you for getting in touch with us. I have a hundred euro one for all voucher for you and uh, enjoy it. And thanks for joining me on the show. 
And thank you very much. Not oh, at Jerry. all. Thanks Take care of yourself. Bye bye. Bye bye. That's Barbara Smith out in windy County Mead this afternoon. The old wind catching the phone there. It's a divil altogether and it is blowing hard for sure. Anyway, well done to Barbara. One more one for all voucher to give away on late lunch tomorrow. Thanks to Cash and Carry Kitchens and uh, their new showrooms in Beachmount Home Park in Navin. We wish them well there. Give them a shout. They'd be delighted to talk to you. Special offers. And if you want to go online and book an appointment, it's cashandcarrykitchens.ie. So tomorrow you still have an opportunity to say who you'd invite to dinner and what you'd cook for them. So keep it in mind for Friday's late lunch. I was just mentioning there, we're going to talk about uh, Prince Harry's book tomorrow. Sheila Bailey and Irene Gahan reading the book for us as we speak. Roisin Curtis is bringing in uh, two uh, young men from St Mary's Diocesan School. They have an interesting tale to tell. Elena Calavia is with us. Languages tomorrow. Sport with David G and comedy TV theme and that giveaway as well. Eddie Caffrey is coming next here on LMFM Radio with The Drive. Stay with us. We're going to leave you today in the company of the man who's coming to Slane this year. Yes, he is, this summer. Mr Harry Styles and his new one. We'll see you at 1.30 on Friday. Bye. Things haven't been quite the same. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Even on a budget, quality is non negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.